0: Hello and welcome to Cape Side Chats, a Dawson's Creek podcast. I'm Simon and I am joined for the fin- finale, the last ever Cape Side Chats episode, unless we decide to do bonus episodes and interviews and other cool things, but structurally, routinely scheduled, this will be the final episode of the run and I'm joined by the Dawson's Creek originator, the person that made this all come together. Lex, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Yeah, I'm a, so excited to talk about this. We got to watch this together, and that was a very fun experience. This is the first time I've ever watched a show along with you. I've been invited to some Raven Raven's watch-alongs, but I just haven't been able to make it because of timing. Um, so that was really fun. I loved watching the finale together. Your reactions were fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed it. And and we also joined by some of our ravens, which is awesome as well, because we had people there that were there for the first time that mm-hmm. don't join for our One Tree Hill Watchalongs that particularly came out for Dawson's Creek, which was really cool. So if any anybody missed that and would like to catch up that is available on our patreon i'll send you the link lex so you can put it on lex and matt's
2: oh perfect yeah
0: as well
1: we'll
0: i have to apologize to people it's not your audio cutting out i've got the hiccups and i can't seem to get rid of them but i'm sure that they're going to (laughs) they're going to leave so i can only apologize but yes it was awesome it was really fun and the episode is is like a movie you know it's like an hour an hour and three quarters right
1: yeah yeah roughly it aired as two episodes originally we watched the like uncut the director's cut version whatever that included some extra scenes in it um which will we will get into as we discuss characters but like there was a character that was completely cut from the episodes that aired um so yeah we watched with all of that bonus stuff involved
0: And what was really fun as well is we had a really good conversation with everybody that was there. So maybe there was like maybe 10 of us there, I think. Mm -hmm. And we had a really good conversation beforehand about people's familiarity with the show, how many times they'd seen it. We even had a raven there that had never seen a single episode of Dawson's Creek. and That was funny.
1: Yeah, that was really funny. Like just watching the finale of Dawson's Creek. And it's like, are you going to go back?
0: I hope so. She might. She might. I think she might. And then we had a really good conversation afterwards as well. And um, there were so many tears to be had. Um,
1: Yeah. We were all crying.
0: Yeah. And yeah, it was a really fun experience. And it's also very surreal that we are going to be finishing this project, you Mm -hmm. know, that we've been doing for over a year but it will be the first time either of us have finished a podcast project mm-hmm. and uh yeah I, it's very surreal to me really to be thinking about and I was talking to Tessa about this yesterday mm-hmm. on our Boy Meets World podcast that we're doing that it's kind it's kind of followed suit in that I met you because I listened to you on a podcast Mm-hmm. For a few years, and I thought, you know, I think she should be my friend, and then I made that <laughs> into 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 existence, and then we we did this project together, and Tessa had been listening to Dom and I for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and for I want to be their friend, and reached <laughs> and reached out, and then we became friends, and then you know have been doing the Boy Meets World podcast, so it's just funny mm-hmm. how that cycle goes um but it all starts and and finishes with you is she, so is she
1: my grandchild now is that how this ends
0: <laughs> now is you and how her have to have to do a podcast together and then everything the circle is complete oh yeah know?
1: yeah that'd be fun yeah i it was so wonderful having different people and different perspectives in that viewing because it's always very emotional for me um i I warned my girlfriend ahead of time because she was in the room while I was watching it, but I had headphones on. So she hadn't seen any of it really, but I was like, I'm going to cry at least at some point during this. I knew one particular scene would make me cry. It always makes me cry. Um, and she was like, Oh God, like she had to, you know, just kind of, it was, I think it was interesting for her to just watch my reactions to it. Um, and that was really interesting for me as well. Cause I got to see you reacting to it. Mm -hmm. as everything unfolded um it i know based off of your predictions things did not go the way that you thought that they would however Mm -hmm. i will like to point out that you did say or maybe in season late season five or right before we started season six or something you did mention something about someone dying you Mm -hmm. did you did actually call it but i can't remember exactly where it was you were basically like oh someone's gotta die right because that's the only thing they haven't dealt with or something like that
0: yeah that's true i did say that yeah i kind of forgot that i had said that but yeah that's true and it makes sense and i think you said that afterwards right that that kevin Mm -hmm. williamson had said that that was part of the story that hadn't they hadn't dealt with i mean they dealt with um mitch's passing but yeah. i guess it's different now, though he was young but it's not the same as
1: it's the first time they've dealt with like someone they're so close to dying because abby i mean they have technically dealt with a peer dying abby morgan died yes. but it wasn't actually their friend they didn't most of them didn't even like her so also apparently i learned that the, the actress who played abby morgan she just wanted to be written out of the show that's why they killed her she was just like done and she didn't want any part of the show anymore. So they just killed her off. I didn't know that until that's, just recently.
0: that's crazy. I actually think that was my biggest shock moment of the entire show by far. I was remember it? Yeah. filming it from, from my Instagram being like, Oh, they're just playing around on on the pier. Yeah. Now she's being zipped up in a body bag.
1: Yeah. I think it was also like, if I remember correctly, the actress really had a hard time playing such a shitty person. And she didn't really want to keep doing that. I think it was kind of emotionally draining. I could see that though. Some people was relish in that, person. you know, the, the Dan Scott's of the world,
2: but.
0: <laughs> some I, Yeah. yeah I, 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 I think that moment. And then also the moment where they're on their, They're like prom. Was it prom where they're on the boat and Pacey has that massive blowout with Joey mm-hmm. in front of everyone. Yeah. That was also really shocking to me because I, remember feeling like it really came out of left field
1: yeah the writing on that is rough and it it also is part of it's part of the journey of pacey finally like not hating himself like that's what we get to in the finale here with him um that he's not always making the right decisions but he's growing up and being more responsible um, yeah. We always do character by character breakdown, so do you want to start with Casey since we are kind of already talking about him now?
0: Yeah. Sure.
1: So we have a time jump of 5 years, which is hilarious mm-hmm. because that's also a One Tree Hill thing. Yeah. Um the core premise of the finale is that the characters are coming back home for Dawson's mother's wedding. She's getting remarried gail Mm -hmm. is getting remarried we don't know who the guy is we've never seen him before but it seems to be a good thing it's a positive thing um so they're coming home pacey is already in cape side he's been living in cape side the past couple of years he now has a what was formerly? oh god it was joey's family's the restaurant at one point it was the ice ice house. house it was the ice house but didn't they buy the ice house also, at one point.
0: Right, and then it they burned it down. down.
1: Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so, yeah, it was the Ice House, former Ice House, um, is now Pacey's restaurant. He's pretty successful, but one of the only things I don't like about this finale is that it starts with Pacey sleeping around with a married woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is part of... I think this is part of his overall arc that it's hard for me to not talk about both of them. But the reason that I like this finale is that every character, like of the the three, the core three, not every character, obviously, but Dawson, Joey, and Pacey all get their dream. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Dawson's dream is filmmaking and to be successful and to meet his hero and to have his career be that way. Mm -hmm. joey's dream is to live in the city is to be like have her own career where she's involved with books and everything like that which she does and in the finale she's still living in the city and pacey's dream is joey he doesn't care where it is he will live anywhere with her as long as he's with her so he's now living in the city with her in her apartment in new york Mm -hmm. so that's one of the things that i really like about the finale is that it's they're all friends again and they've all gotten their dream. Like this is their dream. Um, But he's in the beginning of this, he's, he's really lost. I think because he doesn't, even though he has success, we see the same thing with, when he's a stockbroker, when he's a chef at that really fancy restaurant, all of these things, he doesn't have that like anchoring thing. Like the most, like the best Thing for him has always been relationships like he's just a relationship guy um particularly with joey but even with andy like it was a very good thing for him a positive influence in his life and i think the way that this opens it kind of shows that when he doesn't have that positive influence he just gets up to no good
0: yeah i mean do you think do you think that with like he he had his heart broken by andy didn't he like early on yeah um do you think that some and then had you know his issues with joey the first time around do you think those things led to him you know basically not being in a relationship Well, i guess then he was in a relationship uh, with audrey as well but do you think that
1: i think both pacey and joey um are were picking bad partners that weren't each other because they were like they were running from each other at separate points so Mm
2: -hmm.
1: because they knew that they were ultimately going to be together right that they were each other's person like yes dawson and joey are soulmates but pacey and joey are true love and it's two different things your soulmate does not have to be a romantic partner which is another theme that i love throughout this show um so so when joey is all in when they're you know in high school or it's he initially approaches her right and she backs away then they get together they're together for a while then he he backs away for the first time then he tries again when they're in college she backs away this time And it's always running. It's always like someone's going away. This is the first time that he's like, no ultimatums, no nothing. I just love you and want you to be happy. Like loving loving you is enough, even if you don't love me back. Mm -hmm. And Joey stops running for the first time. So they're they're finally confronting this relationship and the fact that it is their end game, that they're going to be together now that they're able to maturely take that on.
0: Okay. And then when, so when you watch it back on a rewatch, having Mm -hmm. seen the finale and knowing where it's going to end up, does it change the way you view it on a repeat viewing? Like you feel like, well, they're destined this way and it makes the writing feel more, you know, cohesive.
1: Yeah, I think it does. Um I'd be curious to hear what listeners think who have rewatched it a bunch of times, but when I watch it now every, even <laughs> even the moments where they try to get Dawson and Joey again and they tease that, it never feels right. It always feels off. And it's because they're friends. It's because they are each other's soulmates, but they're platonic. And Even looking back, I think they loved each other when they were together, but I don't think they ever had, I really think that if you go back and rewatch it, you see that they have very strong friendship energy together and they kind of just have hormonal forcing it together when they're, that's why they never click in that way right? Mm-hmm. There's a reason why they never sleep together until they slept together once and after they kind of just let it all go. I don't think if you're that committed to each other, you would have blown things up in that way. You know, when it's that person who's so important to you. I don't know. Um,
0: and, and so it was mentioned that Kevin on when we did the watch along that Kevin yep. Williamson was still going back and forth as to whether it was going to be Joey, um, Dawson, or Pacey at the he end. Was,
1: he was pretty firm with Dawson. And I think it was Joshua Jackson who convinced him that it needs mm. to be Pacey. Um, mm.
2: Interesting. Interesting.
1: I'm just Googling, why did Joey choose Pacey just to...
0: That that must be a pretty pretty uh, popular Google, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, and I also, if and if there was any like magical change to the finale that you would could have made, I understand it all hinges on like the love triangle being resolved, and that's what they get. If there was any change that I would have made, I might have kept jen alive and been with <laughs> dawson like but i understand uh it says ultimately producers um they they had seen the chemistry between um katie holmes and uh and joshua jackson and so they decided to bring them together they decided to launch that season three and also i didn't i knew that they had dated i knew that in real life in season one Um, Katie Holmes and uh, uh, Joshua Jackson had dated in real life I didn't know and I saw this really cute quote that she was like hinting that it was him but she had never named him outright but she said it was he was her first love like that it was their first real romantic relationship and the first love and they still like are very kind to each other and everything like that I just thought that was really really cute
0: yeah, nice. And it did. Um, I I think I read somewhere it came up somewhere that James Vanderbeek and Joshua Jackson like were friends and lived together at a certain point, and then they weren't friends and they didn't get on.
1: I don't know. I didn't hear about that. Someone send that to us. If <laughs> if that's the case, because I've never heard that.
0: Yeah, that might that might not be true. But I think I I saw that somewhere. The um something that I was thinking of now we we understand that season six isn't the best it has mm-hmm. its mo it has its moments but it doesn't hold up with the rest of the show if you rewatched it and watched from the season one to season four and then watched the finale. Do you think it could still function? Like yes. I know that there would be some bits that would miss out, but because I think the best part about the finale and the last two episodes before that in season six was that they were back in Cape Side. Like it felt like Dawson's Creek again. I think the longer that they spent in Boston or you know away, it just it felt like the show was drifting into something else. So I would like to try I, and rewatch it with the first four and then straight into the finale with the yeah, time jump.
1: I I tend to watch. For the Mitch storyline, like because that I think is really good for Dawson's character, um but otherwise, no, you could you could just skip it and just go to the finale
0: um how many times okay. would you say you've seen through one to four compared to seeing five and six?
1: oh my God, it's like it's like ten versus like three, something like that.
0: Wow, um, stopping at season five.
1: I stop somewhere in season five, usually. Right. Like, I'll usually watch a little bit of it. I will, like I said, I really love uh, Dawson and Jen together. So I'll watch some of that. Um, I like PC cooking. Like, there are things that we've talked, you know, we talked about season five. There are things you really like about season five. But mm-hmm. then it just starts to fall off. I usually don't finish it, you know? I usually don't even finish season five when I'm doing rewatches, which I realize is, kind of sacrilegious to people, but like they do a lot of things that i don't like with the characters and it's sometimes it's nice to just ignore that and then jump to the finale and then i i do love the finale it's one of my favorite finales
0: well yeah so show. then so if you skip do you always go to the finale that like, would you say you've seen the finale like yeah. you know 10 times like the same amount yeah, as you've seen yeah. the first four seasons
1: yeah pretty much
0: I want people. I want to know in the Discord, in the places, how Mm -hmm. many people do this? How many people watch the first four jump to the finale? I reckon. I reckon that's a vibe. Uh, Maybe there's like a couple. You could take the Castaways episode and a couple Mm -hmm. other ones and sort of yeah, yeah. Watch a few
1: episodes if you want, but yeah, I'd be curious as well. But you, I think you can easily do that.
0: I think I'm certain that I'm gonna rewatch. Like I've really had you know, when you finish a show and then you have that emptiness inside that these yeah. characters are are finished, I really wanna restart. Um so I think when it gets towards winter, because it's like we were saying in the last episode, it's got that kind of cold yep. feeling to it, that kind of warming. Joey's always got a coat on, you know, drinking hot yeah. chocolate, that kind of vibe.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think i would do the first four seasons, jump to the finale. Yeah, and maybe if we do that, we should see if people want to do like a live watch along of like the pilot, you know, just little one-offs. Yeah, so we fun. don't have to podcast it, but people, we could just jump on yeah. and watch it.
1: Yeah. Just watching it. That would be really fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think you could easily do that and I think it's fine. You know, um, it's a pretty thinking about it. It's a pretty clean jump from yeah. that. Like you can, you can kind of get away with it.
0: Well, And in our minds, you can kind of just put the continuity in there of okay they've gone off to college and then five years passed and chad michael murray was there for a bit and then we're back
1: i mean yeah you would really only if you if you showed it to someone and you had them skip to the finale what would you have to explain mitch like you know that's that's pretty much all you have to explain
0: yeah you could even okay here's the real thing that someone could do if they had the time and the skill set is you could make a quick montage of everything that happens in season five Mm -hmm. and season six, put it to some, put it to our man Edwin that I'm now a fan Mm -hmm. of. And you could, uh,
1: I can't believe you didn't know that song.
0: I've heard it so much the last few days. It's been on the car constantly.
1: it's, It's like, it was a huge hit. Like now I'm wondering if maybe it just was a hit like, stateside and not really didn't really like have a hit internationally because it was in like a lot of movies and stuff we've also discovered in in our conversation that we had over and since like over the the airing of that final episode is that you haven't seen a lot of teen movies Mm -hmm. that i consider very important (laughs) yes so that's that's a thing
0: yeah yeah
1: because I gave you a big list and you had seen like two of them, and I was yep. shocked by
0: that. <laughs> shocked it, and appalled.
1: Some of them have Chad Michael Murray in them and you've never seen them.
0: Yeah, it's true. It's true. You, well, yeah. You haven't he, seen
1: Cinderella Story and you haven't you haven't seen Freaky mm-hmm. Friday, have you? No. No, those are those are Chad Michael Murray like classics.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm ready. American eyes me with, with your teen movies i'm yes. I'm with it you'd, you'd be surprised how many um back to the music how many like uh, hits and music that just lives in america that doesn't make it over overseas but because america is such a huge market you know yeah. you know the population so big you can have a hit in america and you know be making millions upon millions upon millions but yet people in europe haven't heard of you and i I guess by the same token it works the other way as well
1: yeah i have a very important question (laughs) did this is not not related to the podcast in that i don't think she ever had music on the show but did shania twain hit big in the 90s there as well oh yeah okay good there's a documentary on Shania Twain you should watch on Netflix. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: don't it don't it don't impress me much. We will <sighs> we'll still be on the radio like every day, like on so Smooth good. or Magic or something. It would still be there.
1: Okay, good. So you you do have some of them. You don't have two. It sounds like you don't have as many gaps as I would think. But
0: no, but things like country and things like things that like things that I've heard of because. Um, I I'd, I I'd, spent time in America, like and those songs had like come out, like uh like Taylor Swift for example, you know one of the biggest. Mm-hmm. I have your attention. I see stars. one. <laughs> yeah, one of the biggest stars in the world. I remember when I was at Camp America, maybe the second year. You know that song, her, her the Romeo and Juliet song. Yeah, that song was huge in america but when i was back in the uk people still didn't know who she was and that song wasn't big it wasn't until That's like fascinating a year or two later and then it then when she broke and it was massive and then yeah. those songs become big again like retrospectively uh because she came up through the country scene in america right yeah. and then sort and, of crossed over
1: and country is not really a thing as much over there
0: not at all there's no there's like no country here but at the same time we have things that you wouldn't have either like like grime
2: oh i've
1: listened to some crime.
0: okay
1: <laughs> but yeah i don't think you'll ever hear that on the radio
0: yeah right so but, but I, I you have to seek in-
1: out things like that for sure
0: right yeah and i guess with like the internet and the way everything's connected now, these things are much more, uh, yeah. you know, accessible. But, uh, but yeah, but Edwin clearly was not on my radar, but very, very loudly is now, so.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, oh, God, the music was so good in the finale, so they used music that was very iconic throughout the series in the finale. Um, so... I mean, Pacey's real role throughout this is the end game, right? Like that's what we mm-hmm. were waiting to see. Who and you kept like going. I don't know who he's gonna, who she's gonna choose. Which guy guy's gonna be? Um, and so Pacey has this this subplot with this lady, and he realizes all he really wants is Joey, but he's not trying to put any pressure on her to get back with him or anything like that. He's kind of like. I'm letting it go. He even says, if you love someone, set them free. I don't know if I believe in that, but I'm doing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and one of the best scenes is when he tells her that and they and then they keep getting interrupted. You were so losing your mind when they kept getting <laughs> so, interrupted because so Joey seems to be saying something like she doesn't want to be left off the hook. She doesn't, you know, mm-hmm. want to be set free because she runs too much. She's very aware of that. That's a maturity thing. That's a that's a 25-year-old fully formed brain thing where she finally goes, <laughs> oh, I'm running away from the people that I love. Oh, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, scared of this. Uh, and then I like that he's him and apparently his whole family are supportive of Doug. And we'll talk about that storyline
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, when we get to Jack. But and then it's, it's kind of at the end, he... He's with Joey. He's in New York. We don't even know what he's doing. Maybe he's running the restaurant from there. Maybe he's going to open up a new one. I and sell it. I don't know. I don't think it really matters. He's mm-hmm. he's just kind of always going to do a thing, whatever his thing is. But like, he just wants to be where she is, and I love that.
0: Yeah, exactly. I yeah, I fully agree. That Mike, you, you summed it up perfectly earlier that his dream was her so it doesn't matter where he is what he's doing he's living it i would just say that 25 year old fully formed brain yes i fully agree for for her i'd say my fully formed brain wasn't until i was about 30 but that's because i was a bit late to the party but you're right it's like and that's why that time jump was so important because Mm -hmm. the characters have matured and then they can reflect upon where they were previously and then can make these advances. And something that Pacey said that I can really identify with, which I love as well, is that he is secure in just being able to love her. She doesn't even have to love him back. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be a two-way thing. And I am—I um, fully feel that and have felt that with ethany is that as I've got older, I realize that uh, fortunately she does love me and that's great. Yeah. <laughs> that works out for our marriage, you know, but yeah. actually it doesn't I don't need that. What I need is to be is for me to be able to ha- to have those emotions with her and that's that is all I need to feel good and feel secure and feel yeah. every, you know happy. And, uh, I've never heard it put like that in a show before. Like people have said those sentiments, but not in that way. And, uh, yeah, yeah he I says thought- the,
1: this, the simple act of loving you is enough for me.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's that great. is
1: incredibly powerful. And I yeah. agree with it. Like it is, it's also a thing that's hard to explain, right? Like there, there might be mm. people listening who have never felt that. Um, and it doesn't make sense until it does. Like it's, it's not real until it is kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And I love that they articulated that on the show, because like you said, there's, there's lots of, you know, moments where you tell someone you love them and we see that on in media all the time. That's half of our stories at the very least. Right. Mm -hmm. But to say like, I don't even need you to be with me. I just love you. And Mm -hmm. that's fine. That's okay. That's given me life again kind of thing is a really beautiful sentiment.
0: Yeah. And selfless. It's wonderful. Yeah,
1: Yeah, for sure. And courageous to say that to her, you know, to put himself out there that way, not knowing what it would end up being. It's that's hard. (laughs) It's that's a hard thing to do Mm -hmm. because it could have gone the other way. You never know. I mean, she even says to him, she says, I love you. I, I love Dawson. When she says that, it feels like she's saying she's in love with both of them, but she's not. She's saying that she will always love Dawson in a different way, and Pacey Mm -hmm. has to understand that in a way that he couldn't in the past because he was too immature. He didn't get it, and now he gets it as an adult. He's like, it's a different kind of love. It doesn't mean she's going to bail on me one day for him.
2: Mm -hmm. That
1: might have been the 16-year-old fear but the 25-year-old knows she's in love with me, mm-hmm. can still love him in a different
0: mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, And this,
1: it's a different, different types of love are explored throughout this episode, right? Because mm-hmm. one of the most powerful relationships we see, like, loving to the very end of life, which is the love that Jen shares for Jack and for Grams. Like is some those are some of the most powerful relationships on the show, and we see that carry on until the end of her life.
0: my gosh, yes, and the I couldn't believe it where that when that, that she died well obviously we know she's going to die and then there's a very long and emotional build up to it happening but yeah when she was taking the pills at the wedding I thought mm-hmm. that the storyline was going to be that she is addicted to pills because of for whatever reason and we're going to explore right. that and she took too many pills and oh no you know we need to get Jen into rehab or whatever and then when it's no, actually Jen's dying was like, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. What the- yeah,
1: you thought maybe it was like Jen wasn't okay and Grams was dying and because Grams is dying at the same time. Like uh, you know, that Jen's Jen's not okay and they're gonna have to help Jen because Grams is dying and Grams is like the one who takes care of things, but it's like, no, they're they're both dying. And they have there's also like this this little girl that Jen has had. Amy so yeah we uh, by the way I love how all of the characters are pretty pretty mature throughout all of this like I like that they seem the same but different like they're, they do seem grown up now
2: mm-hmm. so you
1: feel the time jump in that way <laughs> where I don't know if you necessarily feel that on one tree hill when they do their time jump
0: no well that's our biggest gripe yeah. currently and like dom and i have been fairly explosive with it um and getting all kinds of feedback but we've been that's been our biggest problem is that they still feel so immature and yeah. they still feel so young but they're so young and like millionaires you know like have, yeah and massive mansions and things and it doesn't feel uh, and it feels like uh, kids playing dress-up in their parents' clothes and then acting kind of obnoxious. We're here, the time jump. And I guess maybe because the characters in Dawson's Creek were already so kind of grown up in a way when mm-hmm. they were younger and the language they're using and they're all so intelligent, et cetera, that it was, it was like an easier transition. But uh, it did feel different and felt more realistic when they yeah. were older
1: yeah i completely agree um and i think jen and even jack says like you're you've grown up the most out of all of us and i think that's what being a parent you know will do to someone it will Mm -hmm. well you didn't expect to grow up this fast but you have to grow up and Mm -hmm. you know Jen acknowledges when she's drunk that she was with someone we never know who it was he's never named he's not a part of their lives she had a boyfriend, the boyfriend, and her got pregnant. The boyfriend bailed that's That's all we ever know about him. Um I assume it wasn't anyone like i've I've always assumed it wasn't anyone we've seen before. It just was some guy she was with, and he just bailed on her <laughs> um which sucks that fucking sucks that that's how Jen like ended with her life also that she had this condition that she didn't know about before she gave birth and that part of that was maybe it, it strained her heart further and escalated the situation. Um, that was just like crazy, intense thought to think about. Like, if, okay, she, she had her child but kind of sacrificed her life at the same time.
0: Mm, it, it was... It's really Cause, difficult. Because the Grams it,
1: does say that, that like they didn't really know about it until she gave birth, and then it got worse.
0: Right. And those those things can happen. It mm-hmm. it was difficult. The next so we watched it, we always do the watch longs. It's late at night here in the mm-hmm. UK. Um, so the the next morning I was thinking about it, and it's I, I felt emotional because not only i mean i'm thirty five now, so I'm ten years her senior in the yeah. show. I also have a child um and I couldn't imagine having to let go of them, you know or having the yeah. you know the idea of leaving everyone and that sounds so selfish <laughs> in terms of that uh, I would be sad to be leaving, but I'd also be um so uh was fearful and scared because yeah. of be, be leaving them alone you know not being able to provide Ooh. and be supportive and whatever so it was really difficult to watch and then thinking well that she's 10 years younger than i am
1: you yeah know? and then watching that storyline play out where she like She's very mature about it. Right. And she's handling it really well. And she's like, I've accepted this. And then she breaks, like at at a certain point, she's talking to Pacey and she's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm starting to get angry. I'm starting to get upset. I can't leave my daughter. Who's going to be, you know, she, I like that they had her break and have the real emotions. And then she kind of resets herself. And I think that part of that is also just, she's a mom and she's like, I have to take care of things. I have to, like, make sure my child's okay. You know, like that... I don't know. I just thought it was beautiful writing. And Michelle Williams is phenomenal in this Mm. episode.
0: Yeah, Um, for sure.
1: The scene where she makes the tape for Amy, Mm. that's the scene that gets me every time.
0: It broke everyone. Everyone was broken. Everyone was broken watching that scene. Oh, it's just so... Again, it's just... You, can, you can't you can even imagine being in that Mm-mm. position and that situation and so heartbreaking i mean i think anybody passing away is heartbreaking yeah. right but i think when you add in also that they're leaving a child that they haven't been able to guide and you know yes connect with but haven't been able to have that impact because that's our point as parents and we're supposed to uh, be with them and guide them until they're adults and then we're mm-hmm. supposed to, you know, with her away or whatever. Um, But it's so it's like the objective's not complete, you know, and um, yeah, it's so sad. So sad.
1: Yeah, that that and and when Grams says, I'll see you soon, child that yeah. that her knowing that she's next
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that
1: she's at the end of her life she, I mean, I'd assume Grams has a couple months at that, like based off of how she like how she's handling. I mean, she's lived for five years after that cancer diagnosis that she had. So I assume she had some good time in between there, probably. And then it's just whatever treatments she has either came back or they stopped working or what. And she's kind of reaching the end of her life. Um, and the fact that she has to see Jen pass away before that is like. One of the most heartbreaking things on the show um and and watching the show when you rewatch it, the trajectory, knowing that that's the end game is really hard too
0: right, I bet because I mean as soon as i as soon as that was happening or reflecting on the next day, I remember like I wasn't a gen fan in the first season yeah. because she was all over the place and you know kind of uh mixing everything up and I it'll get better
1: what- with rewatches by the way
0: yeah that, because i imagine I imagine you watch it again then you have the the knowledge that she's had a difficult home life mm-hmm. uh in New York and then she's you know gonna die at twenty five <laughs> like you yeah it's it's that's horrible
1: yeah it's it's horrible I remember reading <laughs> Michelle williams going you're going to kill me off like to kevin williamson she was like i can't believe you're doing this she's like what if there's a reunion and kevin williamson was like we'll bring you back as a ghost don't worry (laughs) and then just kept going with it um but yeah jen jen has her storyline is is that she's had the baby amy amy's like i think the she's like nine months or a year old somewhere somewhere in that range and She's dying Uh, and she's making her peace with her friends. She's pushing her friends forward, like Joey, pushing her to choose someone, trying to make them appreciate their lives, you know, as she's dealing with the end of her own. And, you know, saying I think one of the most powerful things is saying goodbye to her soulmate, which is Jack. Mm -hmm. And leaving Amy with Jack is like a very, you know, I like that she didn't have to ask Jack. Jack was like, no, I want her. That's it. Like problem solved. Amy is my daughter now. Like she's, cause you're my soulmate. He even says it in the episode. Mm -hmm. That is to me, you know, Jack was kind of once again, five and six season five and six, it's rough. With his character. But I thought that his ending and who he was in this last episode really brought him back to the character we know and love.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's really hard. I think that whole storyline with her just acts, it's one of those ones where it acts as a reminder to be grateful for what you have and to be present and enjoy what you have and not spend your time focused on the past and regrets and mistakes and all the rest of it and just focus on the here and now and spending the time with the people that you love and yeah, make making it count. So powerful, difficult, difficult, storyline but i mean at the same time for michelle williams she kind of became the star of the finale in that way you know so
1: yeah it was it's it's a beautiful storyline i i think you are going to enjoy jen a lot more when you watch it when you see the full picture of her character Um, and that's, and that's one thing with season five as well. Like, you know, talking about things I do like, I like Jen is like the sweet girlfriend who's very happy with Dawson. Like you see her really happy for the first time in her life. And you get that glimpse again with Amy, how happy she is, how much she loves her child. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think that's a really beautiful storyline as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, should, should we talk about about Jack because yeah I, I was surprised with the Doug. I mean, it was you nice were, to see it was nice I to was see watching Doug. you.
1: We, I know we were all sitting there going, waiting, just waiting for the <laughs> kiss because it comes out of nowhere, seemingly. Once again, when you rewatch, you will see everything. Doug is very aggressive at times and deeply closeted. There's a lot of stuff going on with Doug in the background there that I thought was really fascinating. Like the, the breadcrumbs were there the whole time.
0: Yeah. Well, Pacey used to joke with him about it, but I yeah. always figured it was just stupid, uh, you know, early two thousands, late nineties jokes, you know. That, yeah. Um but I I've, think I've, I
1: think an important thing to keep in mind is that the creator of the show created pacey and is a gay man i don't think he would have made one of his main characters be super shitty and homophobic
2: yeah i always yeah.
1: viewed i uh, even even though it was trendy at the time i always viewed pacey as genuinely trying to be like hey it's cool doug i'm saying it in my way because i'm like a sarcastic you know kid but he was always kind of like, it's fine, Doug, just be yourself. Like he, ca- mm-hmm. you know, he would say that and Doug would be like, oh, stop joking around. Doug viewed it as him being shitty. Doug viewed it as him making jokes, but P- I think in Pacey's mind, especially when he was younger, it was him being like, well, I'm just trying to help you out, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, and it was good. I, I liked it. And they, it was a good pairing. Like they actually suit mm-hmm. uh, Jack and Doug. So, and, and you know, they had their own hurdles to overcome within this episode and it was kind of addressing the point that Jack has sort of taking this role of having to hold everybody's hand to uh, mm-hmm. make them feel comfortable of, you know, sort of coming out and being themselves and that he had had enough and wasn't willing to do that anymore. And Doug had to, you know, had to address that and get over that. And he did, and it was great. And I like the way, when he said at the end, like, I'm just kissing my boyfriend on the beach and the the like elderly couple just didn't care. They were just like, okay, great. You they know They were like, well. Oh,
1: that's nice. That's sweet. You know? Yeah. Cause that the truth is, even though you do face a lot of adversity and there are a lot of problems when you're openly gay and you do have to worry about a lot of things, there are also a lot of people who either will support you and you didn't expect it, or they just won't care. A lot mm-hmm. of people are just they're wrapped up in their own shit and they don't care. Yeah. And that's that's a blessing in and of itself, in my opinion. I'm like, cool. Yeah. Don't care. Leave me alone. I'm
0: like, <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. They're, they're, are, you, are you familiar with Darren Brown? Is he famous there? I think he's getting Mm-mm. famous there. he he's like a I think so. He's like a, a magician isn't the right sort of way to say it. Um, but okay. he's he's like a psychological just wizard guy like he's like a David Blaine but not as not as crazy he can do like mind tricks on you but there there's not magic he's just he's just really great at reading people anyway there was this thing he said once in one of his shows that was just like a Side a connector. It wasn't a punchline. It wasn't anything, but it always it really stuck with me. Where well, he basically just said that everybody is so naturally so self-absorbed, like you have to be. Everybody, you are the center of your own universe. That they really don't care about you. Like they okay. anything that you're focusing on, you're worried about that thing you said five years ago, that thing you said last week, mm-hmm. they've already forgotten because they didn't say it. They're focusing on the thing that they said, not yeah. the thing that you said. And when, once you can really get that into your own mind, it really frees you a lot because you just, yeah, like you, you just said, people don't care for the most part. Yeah. They don't care. Unless They're you're
1: just- like unless you are being an outright bigot or something terrible. Mm-hmm. Nobody yeah, like I said, nobody's gonna remember. No one cares move on like just just keep going you know um but yeah i i love i love that jack's an english teacher i think and goes back to the school and stuff once yeah once again though one tree hill thing Haley's an English teacher. Haley's teaching at the oh, same school. I didn't
0: even think of that. The 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 amount of stuff that has been taken from <laughs> Dawson—it's crazy, though, because it's not like it's even subtle. You know, they're, they're filmed in the exact same place. It's the same mm-hmm. network, right? That made yeah. the show. It's crazy. Well, I did like that they were back in the high school and that we we're seeing like the the jackets again.
2: The, mm-hmm.
0: the Letterman we jackets. Need
2: jackets yeah
0: well those jackets are being worn by our animated selves that are now yes. available lex and i are in the canoe paddle boat paddle it just looks boat?
1: like a it just looks like a, a little
2: boat rowboat. Rowboat.
0: Little rowboat, yeah. we're rowing and we're podcasting <laughs> at the same time and That'll uh that be fun we're doing it it's actually happened Mm -hmm. it's there in animation if you if you want to be part of it there's a link below in the show notes to uh there's two hoodies there's one that's got like the big print and one that's got the same it's like a smaller print on the side (laughs) uh which are available and you can get it as a sticker if you want as well so nice yeah check that out And yeah, but yes, it's uh, I really like Jack and Doug together. I think it's a good pairing and it's a nice sort of ending and horrible circumstances, of course, but But it's quite nice that they get to be parents together as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's the (laughs) making the best of a bad situation. I also love that, that Jack was promised to Jen to make sure that Amy fit in and felt right and everything like that. And he his his inclination is, I got to go somewhere else because I can't have my you know daughter have gay parents in Cape Side. And Doug's like, well, she's going to kind of be an outcast either way because she's going to grow up with gay parents wherever she goes. So it's kind of up to you to make her feel safe and at home and everything like that.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: it, I thought it was interesting how Jack was worried about his childhood repeating itself and feeling like an outcast. <laughs> and it's kind of like, no, it won't be the same because you're aware of that. You've already yeah. broken a generational thing because your parents just saw you as kids and you see your kid as a person. And that changes right. everything, you know?
0: yeah. It doesn't we, mean you're going to be
1: perfect, but it means you're going to be better than they were.
0: Right. I just had this conversation yesterday about the fact that Every All parents do the best that they can. It's the best of their ability, but every person has different abilities in relation to how they grew up and what they were taught and their environment, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And what we have to do as the next generation is look at your own childhood, the bits that were difficult, the bits that weren't as good and the bits that were as good. And you need to try and replicate the bits that were good and mm-hmm. then fill in the gaps for the bits that were not good and to ensure that history doesn't repeat so that every generation we're hoping you know are getting a better shot a better start yeah. a better childhood and and that's basically exactly what you just said
1: yeah and i also think it's important when you get older as a parent and your kids have children to accept that they are going to find flaws in what you did And they're going to find their own way. And that it's important to let them find their own way.
0: Yeah. And to, and to want, and to allow them to be better than you. I think that's something that sometimes people don't want is, or to accept is that, well, that you put all this work into me to want me to be that, right? Like I want my son to be better than I am because I'm going to teach him everything that I know. And okay. then Ethne's going to teach him everything she knows, and then hopefully, and hopefully, then he will surpass where we are at. But at the same yeah. time, you also don't want to put that pressure on people. You know, it's like you need yeah. to be your own person, do your own thing. But uh, but yeah, the hopes is to make them better than you, so that then they can make their children better than them and continue.
1: Yeah, and just be the best version of yourself. Yeah. And if you're doing that the right way, like you, you will be better each time. Like it will improve every time if you're, if you're trying, you know,
0: yeah. With each passing generation. All you have to do is try. So I, I said this to the first thing I ever said to my newborn child when no one was around was that, um, all I want, all I'd like you to do is to try to be the best person that you can just yep. try, just try. Like I, cause we're all, we all make mistakes and we all have ups and downs and lefts and rights and everything in between. But as long as the intention is to try and be yeah. good, that's all you have to do because you yeah. will get there eventually.
1: Right. It, you'll, it'll happen in ways that you didn't even realize in the moment. Because someone yeah. will see something that you did and that will influence them and it all ripples out. It all matters. And not in a pressure way, but in a in a calming way. In a in a way where you have moments where it feels like it might feel hard, it, it might be hard to do the that right thing. You have to assure yourself that this is gonna do. Some sort of good in the in a way that I might never see in my entire life, mm, but yeah, it's there. You just have to trust that it's there. That's what faith is, right? Like, not I'm not even talking about like religious faith per se, just faith in general. You just have to trust that it's that something good came of it, mm-hmm. even if you never see it, like ever.
0: Yeah, yeah. What well, they say is. Um... Doing, I'm going to butcher the quote, but it's something like doing the right thing means doing it when nobody's watching.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: And there's the so. whole did you ever watch True Detective?
0: uh i saw some of the first season some of yeah it, yeah
1: that that show always got me too. where it's like it doesn't even have to be faith-based thing because it was <laughs> like matthew mcconaughey's characters like if you're doing any if you're only doing something good for a divine reward then you're a piece of shit kind of thing <laughs> it's it's yeah. i mean it kind of applies here too where it's like you know there's no you don't expect a reward you just do it and move forward, you know, like do good things and move forward. Um,
2: But yeah, I, the
0: reward is feeling better within yourself. Yeah. You you can feel you can sleep better or feel better because you feel like you did the right thing to your own internal moral compass, you know, but I think what people have to understand is that like you can, there's going to be bad times too. And there's going to be times where you do dumb things and peer pressure and trying to impress people and all these other, other things. Mm -hmm. But you, your moral center was, was always going to be there. And you can, you get, you'll get there in the end, like as in, as long as you want to be good and you try, you will get there. And some people get there quicker than others and, and, and it can be up down and whatever but you will get there as long as you want to and, yeah, and i think as, that's as long yeah. as you keep
1: trying like you said
0: yeah as long as you keep trying and i think that's a great illustration of pacey's a good version of that for like yeah. what you said earlier is he goes all over the place really and different women and different jobs but we know that he is a good person you know yeah. and, and he keeps he tries. trying right
1: once and- he once he got past that he could never believe in himself Once he got past a lot of that stuff in his head, I think he became that person. You know that that always tries. But in the beginning, I don't think he is that person. I don't think he tries. I don't think he cares. He has to, you know, grow out of that feeling.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good conversation. Good podcasting. (laughs) It's good good shit.
1: So, I mean, Jack's storyline was intertwined with Jen. How did you feel about Dawson? Like his, his arc where he's at in this, he's kind of like sleepwalking through his life. But what's funny is he, he has like the thing that he always wanted, right? Like to make the, like, I mean, yes, it wasn't exactly what he thought he, he thought he'd be doing movies while he's doing a TV show, but he's in, he's in Hollywood. He's making a name for himself and he's kind of out of it.
0: Right yeah and I I loved it obviously he's making Dawson's Creek or the creek and again something that One Tree Hill takes because that's how One Tree Hill ends right is that Julian is making One Tree Hill the TV yep. show um crazy but <laughs> I, I liked that like the font was the same and, and all mm-hmm. those kind of things They um, made the same
1: poster that they had originally had for the TV series the same poster.
0: Yes, yeah, so that was cool. And, and we noticed on the watch-along that it had Matt Sullivan's name on one of the posters behind Dawson, mm-hmm. who's, uh, who's like the the set decorator that, that we know. So I've reached out to him. So hopefully nice. you and I can have a conversation with him about his time on Dawson's Creek, which would be really cool. But yeah, I, I thought it was... It was good to see him there. Obviously it was great to see him at the end getting his meeting with Spielberg. That's great. Yep. I was really hoping that that would pay off in in some way. I didn't know if they were going to be able to get a cameo from him even if it was just like for Hell like no. a second. It would have been <laughs> Absolutely
2: cool. To...
1: Absolutely <laughs> not. No, I never expected that. Unless Kevin Williamson knew Spielberg in some capacity, which yeah. I was like, nah, not that's that's not going to happen.
0: But do you think do they have to like get clearance to just even talk about Spielberg? Do you think? No,
1: unless they're saying like something terrible and you have to worry about slander, they don't have right. to deal with any of that.
0: Right, but because um, it's like he's a he's a massive fanboy, it's yeah. it's only positive stuff, isn't it? So it's
1: just and and like honestly, if they did come at you, like why does SNL got not why doesn't SNL get sued every week? It's because they can say it's parody parody right. law covers a lot of things so they yeah they they don't have to worry about anything like that they're pretty pretty well protected um but yeah like dawson is kind of out of it and i think he's just because he's tired because it's a lot of work maybe he didn't expect it to be as much work as it is he's kind of got writer's block um he doesn't quite know what to do and two things happen. One, Jen kind of wakes him up and makes him realize that like, 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 you were talking about earlier, life is short. You have to take these opportunities while you can appreciate what you have. All of that. I also think Joey playing the soulmate role of going, you're a writer. You can write things any way you want. You can live so many lives
2: mm-hmm. and
1: he does on his show that part of him that maybe wanted to romantically end up with Joey, he can have them end up together on his show. They, he can have whatever he wants because he can write it. Yeah. And that's like his gift in life. That's the the thing that he gets to have. Um, and I, and I like to think I'm like, you know, when I think about Dawson down the line, I'm like, he's probably going to meet like, you know, costume design or someone <laughs> on set. And he's going to like, it's going to throw his whole world upside down in the way that I don't think he ever really had. He loved Joey. He loved Jen. He's He's been in love, but I don't think he's ever really had the true love thing. And mm-hmm. when he finds his true love, whoever she may be, and I kind of like that we don't really ever know, but it's going to happen for him. And when it yeah. happens, he'll understand more. He'll get it more.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think most people don't meet the person that they marry or spend you know their lives with until they're older anyway. Like the, ma- right. the majority of people, it must be in their mid to late twenties, or you know, in their thirties. So for it must be a very small minority of people that get together when they're teenagers and then mm-hmm. do the entire run. I mean, I met Epony when I was twenty-two, and I was lucky, really, because I was pretty—I was immature, like as mm-hmm. in not as in like I was running around with a whoopee cushion or whatever but i mean like i was like not mentally ready really for like a proper adult relationship and um i was lucky that she was patient with me and helped me help guide me into sort of growing up you know in, in like a good way um but you know most people i'd say yeah like mid to late 20s early 30s and later is a normal time so i completely agree with you he will meet yeah. that person soon and be good and yeah be good.
1: and i think with such an intense job he probably won't be a good partner for a while like he won't he he needed to like establish himself in that and get used to that then he can kind of be a, you know a better partner to someone like it's kind of like oh he he can't even make a date you know he has to keep rescheduling his dates and everything like that mm-hmm. um I, you know, he, he, I don't think he's in that, that headspace yet, which is cool too, because a lot of people do that. They, you know, spend their twenties building a career or whatever. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, maybe Dawson's going to be, you know, 34 or something like that. And then all of a sudden there, everything, you know, works out for him kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I really, I really like his storyline. I like him as a character in the finale. I know people complain about Dawson and stuff, but I thought his character was, was great throughout this. Um, I, I thought that the, the sequence where they have the fake wedding, the dream wedding with him and Mm -hmm. Joey, which that, I remember that freaked you out, but like, I, I think that was cut from the, the aired episode. And I think that was one that should have been cut because it's really weird and confusing And maybe also gave Dawson and Joey fans like a little bit of false hope in a bad way. You know, I don't, I don't know if that was, it's, I feel the same way about the episode of one tree Hill where um, they're revealing who Lucas is picking. And then it was like Lindsay or Peyton, but then they threw Brooke, Brooke in they had like the three mm-hmm. cards thing and then oh, they were yeah, like, Oh yeah. yeah, here's Brooke too. And we're like, no, well, like that hasn't been a fucking thing in four years in these characters times. Like, yeah. like that's really fucked up to, to do that to fans of Brooke and Lucas. You know, mm-hmm. I hated that they did that because I was like, yeah. shit, that would have been awesome. You know, I la- always liked them together. I thought that was the unexpected thing. Um, but that wasn't going to, ha- it was never actually going to happen
2: you know mm-hmm.
1: i feel like the same the same sort of vibe with this where they're like they just have this weird fake wedding and then that's it you know
0: yeah i mean it had some good comedic value in there where they were like you know talking about all the different things that had happened in the earlier seasons and i did like that in some of the other scenes where they were talking about things that had happened within the show so it was quite mm-hmm. meta and then yeah did jen was like yeah do you remember abby or something about her and then like oh too soon <laughs> you know <laughs> so like, funny oh yeah, yeah she died jen you were there you were yeah. drinking with her jen you passed was her the like, ball
2: soon and they were
1: like they were kind of like yeah yeah because she died you know it's been You're 10 next. years but <laughs> at, the, at that point with them it's been 10 years
0: yeah pretty
2: much yeah
1: um but yeah, like uh, I'm trying to think of other storylines or moments in the show that we got to see. I like that the Potter B&B is still going strong.
0: Yeah, but we didn't see. I for, I can't remember his name. Bodie. Bodie. We didn't Bodie's see Bodie around. Come yeah. on, man. Why couldn't we get Bodie just for the finale, just for a cameo?
1: I know. Bodie's around though. Bodie's the Bodie's somewhere. He's a good. He's a good dude. He's around.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good. But yeah, it was good to see that. Though I heard, who told me this? So one of our ravens told me this, and my, I apologize, I can't give you the credit that they're opening that as an actual B and B that you can go really? and stay at. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: smart. They should do that.
0: Misty told me. Misty told me. Sorry, Misty, if you're listening, you told me yes that they're they're working on that to open that up. So that that's would be pretty cool. cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's where I want to stay in Wilmington. Then if I go hell yeah! I'm staying at the Potter B&B for sure. Hell yeah! Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, so in the version that we watched, I don't know if that's streaming or not. Andy comes back as well for a very quick cameo. Um, she is a doctor now, or she's in med school. I don't remember exactly where she is in like in her journey, but she comes in. She has a really good conversation with Pacey. She kind of looks in on Jen's situation and explains it a little bit more. It's very brief. I can see why it was cut given the time, you know, that they have to, you know, they can only air 40, 45 minute episodes. Right. So they have to cut things down. Uh, But I really liked it. It was great. It was nice to have Pacey and Joey or Pacey and Joey. Pacey and Andy have a really like good one on one. Moment together where they're just like, yeah, we were important to each other, and it's a, you know, it's gone, but we still love each other as friends.
0: Yeah, there's my. It's sort all. Of, it gave a bit of reconciliation to it, though. The big one that we are missing from the finale, the big person, the character that, like, I can't believe they didn't feature, mm. Drew. Why didn't, uh, yeah. back, <laughs> why didn't they bring back? Why didn't they bring back Drew?
1: Honestly, huge mistake.
0: They should Massive. have brought
1: Drew. Yeah, yeah. He should have been. <laughs> he should have been just like the janitor in the background at the school,
0: <laughs> picking yeah.
1: up trash. That's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I like it. In, in all seriousness, I know that you were saying you, you thought it was like a disrespect or a disservice to Audrey that she wasn't in the finale. Yeah. I will say it didn't bother me and I say that just because there was so much going on but also she's not cape side like she
1: she's not and I understood why she was cut from the finale but it also felt really sad that she well, they was just mentioned and all and then that's it like
0: they could have done something like they could have just brought her in for a scene or two <laughs> yeah. um like, she could have just come to visit Jen or something, or just been there. Just give her like the Andy yeah. scene, like just something small like that. So at least she is included and we yeah. get to see what happened to her. Like, give her some sort of ending. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, this opportunity has come I up. I mean, I'm they going did. Or... They,
1: they talked about it. They talked about how she's like working as a roadie or something like that and has a boyfriend in a band. I don't know. So she's cool i guess but i don't know
0: yeah yeah I felt could like have that even jumped.
1: that was a throwaway
0: They, yeah they could have done more <laughs> just to satisfy that but um yeah. but it didn't when i do my rewatch and go straight from season four to season six she won't to the finale she won't exist so yeah.
1: she just won't exist
0: <laughs> she just won't exist neither will eddie so there you go yeah
1: thank god god i hated eddie so, I think that pretty much covers it, though. Like that's that's the the finale. I guess my question is: Is there anything you would have changed? Is there any like how does it rank to you? Does it does it feel like a satisfying ending? Do characters end up where you would want them to be with who you wanted them to be?
0: Yeah, the ending is really good. I, to be real, I would have been happy either way with Dawson. <laughs> And Joey or Pacey and Joey I would have been fine and happy either way I am I think I'm happier that it's with Pacey and I mm-hmm. think it it reinforces an important message that just because everyone tells you you're supposed to be together doesn't mean that you are like yeah. you have to follow what feels right and and your own feelings and um, so I I like, I like that it was really shocking that Jen died uh, and it does color things differently. So I'm watching it again. It will be interesting to see it with that lens on. Uh, but as and as far as the finale goes, I thought it wrapped up everything really well. It was very emotional. We got good a good send off. Like you said, our three main or well, four with Jen. But, yeah. she, you know, and Jack, he, he got, you know, he's happy. But Joey, Pacey and Dawson, all happy, all got what they want. Um, yeah, no, I was really satisfied and I was left feeling very empty and wanting to start again. Um, so I think that's a good sign of it.
1: I agree. Yeah. I was just getting ready to say, I think that that speaks well about the, the show that it left you with like a good feeling and not a bad feeling because that can happen with finales. You can watch the end and you can go, Oh God, this, this sucked. And I don't know if I want to watch that again. I've been contemplating watching the game of thrones spin-off but like i was so burned by the ending of that show in the last like two seasons but particularly the last season that it's hard for me to even want to go back and watch a show that set 150 years before one like the one of the main characters is even born you know
0: wow
1: um it's that far back and that far removed and it burned me so bad <laughs> <laughs> that I don't know if I can't like that was a show that I rewatched a lot. Every time a new season would come on, I'd rewatch the whole thing and like prep myself. I was so excited for it, you know. I read all the books. I love it, and and then it was just that bad. Like that's how bad finales can be. It's very difficult to end things.
0: Yeah, um, for sure.
1: And people don't want it to end either. That that in of in of itself, you're you're fighting that you're fighting the fact that people don't want it to end. So they're going in a little bit sad and upset Mm -hmm. and you're trying to battle that while also giving a satisfying ending. Mm -hmm. And I think that Kevin Williamson came back and did a great job of Mm. writing that finale.
0: Yeah. Agreed. I mean, and that's a feat in itself to be removed from a show for so many Mm -hmm. years, come back and then just write like, you know, the best the the great ending to it so Mm -hmm. yeah he's a great writer i said it on the watch along i don't know if you if you've listened to it or not but his dvd director's commentary on screen with wes craven is really good like he talks about the whole yeah he talks about i actually just listened to it like while walking lunar and stuff like a podcast it's great um because i know the film so well but it's um really interesting because he talks his whole writing process and everything and then wes craven's really great to listen to as well rest in peace but um yeah really really great finale great show really enjoyed it tessa said this i think it was in the discord which i think was is poignant she said that Dawson's Creek, Dawson's Creek walked so that One Tree Hill could run. And that kind of really yeah. feels like that's a great way of putting it because there's so much here that One Tree Hill harvested and then mm-hmm. injected steroids into.
1: Yeah, and did their own thing, you know, and did it beautifully. Mm-hmm. I love One Tree Hill. Anytime I'm like, oh, they kind of took that. Like it's it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just an interesting way to view it through the lens of seeing both shows.
0: Yeah. They are are very different. And we've spoken about this before in terms of, you know, the sport element, the basketball, and uh, they, they cover different relationship aspects and and things differently as well. And yeah, but it's Dawson's Creek feels to me like looking back on it, it feels quite quaint and Mm -hmm. safe especially those yep. first seasons in, in Cape Side and it's beautifully late 90s, you know, all of the, the fashion and all of those things. Um, I really enjoyed it. It feels special to me. The Like I've said before, it's very reminiscent of my son being really small mm-hmm. and young and that's really nice. So it's going to always have those uh, associated memories. And then our podcast is always going to have that as well, which I've really enjoyed. And uh, I am sad that we are at the end of it. But, you know, many more projects to come. Uh, of course, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. So, yeah. So thank you. How do you feel like as a for guide, guiding me through it? But, you know, as someone that's rewatched the show, how are you feeling about it?
1: I I always love the finale. Like I said, it's one of my favorites. And having done this project, I think makes me appreciate it even more. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really fun. And now I have that association as well. Like, yeah, I've seen it so many times before, but now I have this fun project that we, you know, created associated with it as well. So that's really fun, you know? to know Excellent. and and yeah of course we're gonna make more projects like this was <laughs> awesome i love this format it's fantastic
0: yeah it's so like it's it is committal but it's non-committal in term in terms of like an every right. week thing you can pick it up as and when um and yeah, it's nice to speak about it in broader terms as well like you can mm-hmm. drill down to the details of the stuff you want to talk about but you can also talk more about the themes and the feeling of it rather than the intricate intricacies of it. So yeah, I agree. It's a, it's a fun format.
1: Yeah. That's the thing that I like about it at the end of the day is that we explore the bigger, like the bigger things that they're talking about on the show. Um, Because that's usually my favorite stuff.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. (laughs) So yeah. So there you go. So Lex and Matt's excellent adventure. You can find it everywhere where you can find your podcasts. Your mm-hmm. How how many episodes are you at now? You must be like near. We're getting
1: like, ready to record 159.
0: Wow. There you yeah. go. Yeah.
1: And we are at Lex and Matt on the social medias and everything. So if you guys want to give us a follow and subscribe and all that, you should.
0: Well, that well yeah because that's where people can catch up with you on a week mm-hmm. you know on a weekly basis um, so yeah so get involved I do I love it you, you keep me up to date with Nick Cannon and how many kids he's got um, so too
1: many damn kids that's how many kids he's got
0: <laughs> so many children um, so yeah so thank you everyone for being with us on the journey we appreciate it uh, and it's been really fun so yeah until until the next one
1: Yeah, until the next one. Back to you, Bob.
0: Back to you, Bob.